0: This
1: is NRL Boom Rookies.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day, everybody. Dale Roots is here. I am. Good. Physically and emotionally. Indeed. Um, this will be the uh, second of our two post grand final podcasts. Um, did a full wrap of the game, the NRLW game, and sort of latest news and origin stuff as well. That, that would have dropped in your feeds a couple of days ago, so be sure to go and check that out. Um, but uh, for the last time in the NRL season, we'll obviously have a couple of days after the origin games as well, but uh, this is the last NRL question time of the year. So without any further ado, let's get into the questions.
1: Are you serious? We're got to have of questions. Okay, over on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Uh, first question comes from Andy Valente. Given it was a grand final instead of a prelim, has Kikau replaced the Paul Carriage game in terms of infamy? He wasn't that bad.
0: I mean, he was pretty bad, but he wasn't that bad.
1: No way. The Cam Munster game two years ago is worse. Oh, or three years worst yes.
0: Worst I mean, he's, he's the only person to be sent off uh, Simbid twice in a grand final.
1: Yeah. No, and he no did way. kick a man in the face. No, nah, no. Nah, kick is not that bad. Like a lot, he made a lot of dumb mistakes, but like none of them are absolute howler mistakes anyway, in the first place. Just a few a lot of dumb ones pulled up, but no. Nah. They needed him to do something. Someone takes mistake. They he made they needed him to make those mistakes. Yeah. Uh Michael Gregson, big braining in the big games. Where does it start? So where to starting a slow utility center for defense rank in terms of coaching self-owns in the final slash grand final?
2: In terms of recent years, I can't think of a worse call. And it's up there with Seattle not run. running the ball. That, yeah, it's not a team selection though. Like, no, no. Um, it would be like if Seattle just didn't play Russell Wilson and just played Matt Flynn instead. <laughs> um, played Marshawn Lynch at quarterback. Uh, um, doesn't happen often in grand no, finals. No, it really doesn't.
1: Like
0: I'm what, trying did, to think, did like, Parramatta what, was it Parramatta that rested Nathan Hindmarsh for? Pre- he was still coming back from injury,
1: but yes, that was yeah, pretty bad for yeah. a prelim. Though this is the yeah, grand final, makes it obviously it's for all the chips. I'm trying to think, like obviously, like, like 2008, it wasn't Cam's fault, but Russell Aiken starting at nine, not great, but they had no other option. But yeah, I can't think of an, a a more I wouldn't say worse selection, but just an unneeded change. Mm. He's a big braining it. I think that's it yeah yeah um Carlo Toshin, i'm anticipating many gus gould questions and if so are am anticipating many any leading questions about the elite quality of his grand final commentary
2: i mean it's it, it was especially funny because i mean if you watch rugby league all year on channel nine you're kind of used to it like you you just sort of take everything he says with a grain of salt but when you have a grand final with the storm in it, and you've got a huge chunk of like Victorians watching the watching their first NRL game of the year, um, they were all bemused by his antics, and I got a fair few messages from friends in Melbourne asking why this guy hated the storm so much. And I had to explain it's not just yeah. he hated the storms; that he used to work for the other team, but
0: yeah, really bad, real bad. I uh, I watched the game back on uh, KO today, and it's worrying that he makes Braith look partially intelligent like i don't think that braith is the worst commentator in the world but man some of his takes were like galaxy brain compared to gus He was he was otherworldly bad
1: yeah so i mean i i didn't speak about it in the grand final podcast we mentioned because we didn't like gus doesn't need more airtime on this but it was disgusting it was just and like i mean rabs is the goat commentator but it's just a it was such a low energy call because Penrith weren't winning yeah and i have come up with another it wasn't a grand final but another selection i remember this is one that uh, anthony watmo spoke about in 2012 uh, prelim where and this is probably kind of what cost 2v's job i guess not really he played what am i saying coaching him for a couple more years but the team started to go off him at this point the the, the senior group because in that grand final so prelim final, he dropped Dean Fare, who had played the the semi, and it was young Dean Fare, and he had a pretty good season. and And apparently the senior players had gone to had gone to um, tubes and asked him to keep him in, but he dropped him for was it Michael Oldfield or someone else returned, and he and Fare couldn't keep his spot. Oh, Mattai came back, but Oldfield wasn't named. Oldfield came back into the side on the, on the game day. There you go. Anyway, uh, next question. Carlo Tyson again. Was it worth listening to Gus commentate the grand final knowing how much pain it would have been causing him to have to do it while his team crumbled in the biggest game of the year?
2: No. I just want some... We're spoiled in that we watch other sports around the world and there's just nowhere near the level of amateurism there is when it comes to this. It was
0: was up there with um, the Dragons no video ref nines try like for 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 if it wasn't a grand final it would have been funny but it's also like if you don't laugh you cry like as you said Bungard. like it's just so high school you know it's just really poor
1: yeah exactly i didn't enjoy his pain because he would deny he's in pain just didn't enjoy the call yeah and that's never fun that's it. Uh, Josh Brandon, as it was grand final week, he watched the '1999 Decider'. Laurie catches the Wolfen kickoff and punts it back to Penrith. Were they all so different 12, 30 years ago that it was considered a good tactical play? I mean, kicking jewels were a thing. I don't know their, why.
0: Their halfback in that game from memory was an ex-Wallaby, so.
1: Yeah. Um, I
0: mean, the tact- tactics have changed. What was I watching earlier this week? It might have been a... Was not that 87, 88? And they were still striking at the ball in the play of the ball.
1: Yeah. If so it was a different that long ago, really.
0: Yeah. It was, yeah, it was that. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was that game I showed you guys, the the Mal uh, dummy, which was, I think, 87, 88. And, yeah, there was still, like, contested rucks.
1: Yeah. Um, what is it like? Is 1990 still kicking, Jules? I know, like, the late 80s is.
0: I think they still had the quarter line in 1990.
1: Yeah. But um, yes, the game was that different that long ago. <laughs> as Dale said, they're very different in the 80s as well. Uh, okay. Next question comes from Harvey G. He says, the Panthers carried a 17-game winning streak and historically good regular season to a grand final and imploded as spectacularly as the 2001 Eels. Given the way the Eels team played in the subsequent season, is it now time for Panthers fans to panic over their team missing in the last shot like over, for over a decade? Would you say it's time for said fans to crack each other's heads open and
0: feast on the goo inside? Don't forget yes. that the Eels played in a grand final eight years later.
2: But you yeah. are right.
0: They should crack each other's heads, o- heads well, open. Well, I mean, how many players
2: were in both of those teams, though? Zero?
0: No, there was, it was Luke one Burt. or two, wasn't there? I think we yeah, would have been before. two.
2: Anyway, point is, like, you just don't get to them that often unless you're the Roosters or, or the Stormers. Yeah, on, exactly. As we said on the previous show, um, shouldn't panic because obviously, I mean, in theory, it's still a very young team with a good core and some really good players. But you should definitely feel a sense of regret in that it's, it's probably the best chance you're going to get. It just is. Sorry.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Because you look at you look at those other teams next year that you can probably talk yourself into thinking, oh, next year the storm are probably weaker, the roosters are probably weaker. This is our year. But you know, just like Panthers came up this year, who knows who comes up next year? When you're there, you've got to take the opportunity. They didn't. Um, okay, Morgan Watkins, question for Bungard. As a storm fan and fellow Ravens fan that grand final finish felt eerily similar to the 2012, 13 Ravens Super Bowl win dominant storms have Raiders first half runaway score early in the second, then a Panthers slash 49ers fight back. Just falling short. Huh. All that it needed was a long a delay blackout. due to power. Eight. Yeah. You, that's power a great show. You feel the same. And um, Beyonce.
2: Yeah, I think that that's a really good shout I Thought, um, Yeah, obviously. Penrith's goal, oh, sorry Melbourne's goal line stand at the end was a little bit easier than Baltimore's, but yeah, I think that's a pretty good shout actually. Um, it, it followed the exact same script pretty much. It was twenty eight to three in that in that Super Bowl, twenty eight to six, I think. Sorry, when they scored a kickoff return touchdown to start the second half, basically similar to Matt Ryan, Pappenhausen's length of the field try. Um, yeah, I I'd definitely get on board with that.
1: Okay, Harvey J. Again, if you played for a team and your coach won dropped a very good attacking centre in favour of a mediocre utility, who's also a confirmed sex criminal. And two, said coach made it clear it was for defensive reasons, but you knew it was because the sex criminal is the coach's son's best mate. And three, said sex criminal then came up with a series of attacking and defensive blunders, which were arguably the main reason you lost the be game. Would you as a player lose a bit of faith in that coach? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If I wasn't one of the boys, you know, there's a, they, obviously there's guys on that team who have been – Mates for a long time If I wasn't one of Like May or Cleary's Boys and they, they would Exist I'd be furious
0: Yeah I can't beat. Can't help but agree With that Because as you say Like There's there's clicks In every workplace And it's just The nature of It's the nature of Humanity That we That we tend to Congregate in groups yeah. But like Man If I am If I As you said uh, Previously If I'm Brent Nathan I'm getting The fuck out of there <laughs>
1: he, looked, he looked almost The most shattered At full time For obvious reasons Yeah
0: uh, well, yeah, but, but you feel, uh, I feel for him.
1: So do I. But then you look at um, the defensive decision thing. I actually understand Maiden's offense isn't great. Like, I understand that's what they think. Fair enough. Even though he still defends in a team that can say under 12 points a game all year. Uh, Tyrone May defensive Dynamo. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know about that one, Chief. Uh, Emma says, how good? Yeah. That's Very her first good. question. Yep. Good for her. Yep. Her second question. Uh, who do you reckon on the storm team party's the hardest? I think we know this, but it's clearly Brandon Smith.
0: The Cheese and of any of the backs? Munster. Uh, yes, obviously Munster. Yes. Yeah, yeah Munster. I would I would go uh Kart. sneaky sneaky uh hard hard goes hard, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I think um so I'm a huge the- fan
0: of him just like throwing up gang signs.
1: I love that Brandon Smith was in like the this one chair for the entire post grand final and was like hammered an hour after kickoff. Uh, so that is a king. It was one of those
0: very gym, very camp, big yeah. like you go out for a nice dinner and you have like you mm-hmm. have a cocktail and then you have like a few glasses of wine and then you're like oh, I've got, got to go to the bathroom and then you get up for the first time and you're like I am fucked.
1: Yeah,
0: he <laughs> was that mess sitting
1: down. That was great. Uh, and then great the- Northerns
0: though. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no chance
1: anyone but Munster. Hay is the loosest in the backyard. Sorry, in the back line. but uh, Justin Olam, I would love to have known how he felt oh, post match because we all know PNG means so much. That sorry, rugby league means so much to PNG. That um, yeah, I feel like he would have felt like the goddamn king of that country post game, and they might make him king this week. Just don't like, just help. You know, let's see, let's, let's see what the news cycle brings up. I think it was you, Dale, that made a good joke uh, on on Grand Final day. That is going to make us- it a museum yeah, it, over there. Just going to be his
0: premiership ring in the middle of, you know, what lay or Port Moresby or wherever. It's just going to be his ring on a plinth surrounded by a gold house.
1: And it will be declared the next wonder of the world due to the yes. how many people attend it. Yes.
0: <laughs> people, people are being mourning when you know, the electricity goes out. They can't see the glimmer of the ring.
1: <laughs>
0: um, M's next question. says for each of us,
1: what was your defining grand final moment? So, Dale, you first.
0: Defining moment. Uh, honestly, there were a lot of them. Like Paps' try was pretty good, but I think if there was one moment that you would kind of say that typified the grand final for me, was Cam Smith scoring, for two reasons. A, it was a tough video call uh, to video ref call, but the right call, in my opinion and also it was just before half time so like but melbourne would have got melbourne would have gone in with their you know their heads up and penrith would have gone in feeling completely deflated and then i think that that really carried over into the first 10 to 15 minutes of the second half
2: mine is um, after they showed the replay of the vunavalu try the camera they just showed Cleary chasing back and then his reaction. He looked to the sky and yelled mm. a few swear words. Um, and that kind of summed up the game, I think in one snapshot.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was going to say that, but the things that i remember the most from this game is probably defined by the Jerome Hughes held up of holding up Stephen Crichton is how that first 20, 30 minutes that storm refused to crack. And like somehow the bodies turn up everywhere and Jerome Hughes had no right to hold Crichton up there, but Crichton, everybody knew Crichton knew somehow that like he got held up. That's
2: that was great. Was. He ran back to play the ball and they still went upstairs.
0: Yeah. Where, where, when we were all at your place, we we're like, come on, just get, get the game going. Let's move. Yeah. yeah. I, I
1: think that, um, that Cleary moment is a, is a fair shake of the sauce bottle though. Now I think about that. You've put it in my head, Bungard. I think that might now become the thing I remember the most I've out of it. i accepted you. Fantastic. You have. Oof. In front of my face as well. <laughs> <laughs> the worst way. Uh, and I think that's M's last question, which is good restraint, Em. <laughs> I was concerned that we
0: were going to be here for three hours. It's just going to be M's question time. Q&M, yeah. if you
1: will. <laughs> uh, she says, is there anything better than jumping up and down on a plastic chair at ANZ in front of increasingly aggressive Panthers fans when Ken Smith scores the sneakiest grand final try of all time?
0: Surprised she made it out alive.
1: She did, she did message me at halftime and said that it was... You know, we estimated that it was going to be like 50 no other less, Storm yeah. fans. Yeah, legitimately, she was like, "Yeah, I'm the only, me and my dad are the only Storm fans in my bay, and the other bays I can see at the side." She it, said, there was, it was "She said there's one other guy." But yeah, also, the yeah.
2: highlight, the best, the funniest thing she told us was that um, apparently, some Panthers fan had taken his girlfriend to the game. Like, it probably, it sounded for the sound of things, was like her first game all year. And at some point during the first half, the girlfriend turned to the boyfriend who was the diehard panther fan who clearly hurting and just said i thought you said this team was good
1: Mm.
0: that was great (laughs) they uh i did love when when nine cut to because you know they always like last year they cut to the the masses of raiders fans yeah uh and then rabs talked over mal on the horn which was a real low light um but they cut back to like the six storm fans standing together and i was like oh guys You've done your best.
1: Man, but, uh, I did enjoy how much the air was sucked out of that stadium, or even on the broadcast. Yeah, after the first like twenty, it's like yeah. wow. I know that like... it was
0: like, I know that it was half empty, but yeah, it was it was quiet. When when they did the uh, when they had the the trophy lift at the end, they must have had those mics like to four hundred percent to capture those storm fans.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Hey, like it's was, it's really totally felt like an away European football game. When the, the air got sucked out. <laughs> okay, our next question. Our good friend Dave says, not so much of a question, but a comment. Well, comments. We don't usually like comments. But we'll see where this one goes. Thanks for all the great content this year start. Oh well, but I mean, he he helped for some of it. So he did. The change in format has made an already great podcast even better. Thanks for having me on to talk shit about the Raiders, up the milk, and up rugby league. P.S. Josh Papali scored the grand final winning try with only twelve men on the field. Raider sixteen, South ten. I'll allow him that. See, <laughs> that's the one, those are the ones that I find funny. It's funny when Jack and Dave sneak them in. It's not funny when you just write, "Hey, do you remember Papali's going to try with twelve on your field?" <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, oh, thanks, Dave. Thank Damon. you for Appreciate your kind it. words, Dave. And yeah, thanks, speak- Dave. Please put them in
0: an iTunes review, and I'll
1: get your, your 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 guys' opinion on the year. We'll, you know, we can wrap ourselves as much as we want now. It is our own product, but this is the first year I've got to the end of the season and not been exhausted by the process. And I think that's the process when we used to do week to week reviews and do these really long podcast nights of doing the review into the question time at barn house post-work, you know, I'd get home at 1130 or so gassed yeah. sometimes turn up in a bit of it. Like, you know, after a long day and have the shits cause we just had to do it every Tuesday at this time, whatever. I feel like this year I've been fresher. I don't know the other guys. I feel like no, I've been fresher. Absolutely. We, and we've, yeah, and like, you know, if there's been a shit week of games. We have to talk about it. Well, this is the thing we will never
2: ever have to talk about like around 24 game between the Bulldogs and the Titans ever again.
1: Yeah. Unless
2: those teams are both good, but I mean, come on.
1: And, and we obviously had some problems finding our feet with the format once coronavirus hit and we couldn't catch up. And a lot of our plans got skittled and we stopped doing greatest games because they got everyone was doing that at that time.
2: Mm. Yeah, that was pretty funny. We literally were like, let's do greatest games. And then two weeks later, the entire world was doing greatest games. It was like, ah.
1: Yeah, but it's, you know, we finally got good mics from our home. Recording on video makes it better. Might have some more Zoom rookies over time and, Oh, yeah, this, sure. We're going to go through the off season for the first time. I know probably we haven't discussed when we probably have a, a small break for holiday sake, obviously, but yeah, um, you know, it, I think it's been good and yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I've really enjoyed the year of, of yep. shaking it
0: yeah. up. Uh, I mean, also footy's, we... footy's going to go into what? Into mid November. That's true. So Which also doesn't you know, normally happen. So if we put out, if we put out, you know, we do a little series each We put out a series every month, who knows you guys might get a little um, treat.
2: And also thank you to all the people that gave us new iTunes views. Our rating, mm. the total number of ratings and rating score has gone up this week. So thanks so much.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks to all those Eels fans that stopped hating us.
2: They never stopped hating us. Yeah, and, this and, is and true.
1: It might be worth mentioning as well. Like, you know, this, the podcast was, was truly at a crossroads over the last off season. You know, Bungard's work schedule was changing. Yep. We'd kind of been a bit of a rut for, for development over the last year or two as, as a podcast. And we decided to go, you know, new format. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't in been rookies without Matt Bungard anyway. And, you know again we, we we went to the patreon format and you know we did ask our, our fan base to support us with their wallet and you know we've been appreciative and impressed with the number of people who have got behind us like and i yes, guess we've truly. had that you know we haven't got the world's biggest rugby league audience and we never will have that with how we talk talk or anything which is fine but we really appreciate we've got that really dedicated audience that you know every week yeah. they'll listen to our podcast the moment it drops i'll get messages some days if, it, if they think it's late like where's the podcast we've got those guys who you know wait to hear what we have to say and and, and enjoy our podcast and feel like they're one of us and feel like that enough that when they listen they they want to you know get behind us and you know it's a bit humbling to have their audience sorry the patron size we do have considering again we're not that we're not the largest into rugby league podcasts in the country we're up there mm-hmm. but we're not number one
2: we are actually up there which is quite humbling we as are. well so but,
1: yeah we're uh, but you know we I don't know of another, like there might be one, but with more patrons than us, there's many a bigger projects than us who have far less patrons than we do. Yep.
2: You guys have voted with your, with your wallets in, in the best it. way.
1: That's it. And that's why we're going to keep doing content for the off season. And we do hope, and we haven't had full discussions. I mentioned a few things, but we do hope to bring more to the patrons next year. Cause you know, though the, the guys, everyone who listens to this podcast is a dedicated fan, but there's a little extra for those guys who yeah. support us in that way. And you know, can't we can't wait till our episode to drop. Next yeah. question. And as as you said, oh, you like go, I mean sorry. we
0: we sorry, mate. As you said, like, Please. um, you know, we, we tried a lot of things out and we'll try a few things next year and hopefully we can all get together and you know, once the world goes back to normal, God That's willing, we'll, we'll, we'll sort something out. Yeah, we'll try some things and if it doesn't
1: work, it's always next week. That's it. Exactly. We, we won't put Tyrone May on though. I'll guarantee you that
0: that but... can we interview Tyrone May and yeah. ask why he was so bad. That's it.
1: But no. yeah, we've had you know, another thing I mentioned, all, we've tried out, we, you know, we did want to, and we might do some different interviews over the off season maybe, or next year, but we got, you know, we bring on, brought on some different people this year, like Dave, like John Sharkey, like M, like Shanta, and they were goddamn outstanding.
0: Yep. Agreed.
1: Anyway, uh, next question, uh, Paddy Lawrence, in honor of Brandon Smith, what is your favorite cheese? <laughs> I mean, oh. Um, you only have one bun, now bun guy yeah, well no
2: say. well back in the day it was it was always triple brie for the win Ooh, triple but, brie yeah um, no there's one there was one incredibly good vegan cheese at Woolworths but they stopped selling it because it was too expensive and they were importing it from America so um, yeah don't really have one anymore it was called Miyoko's and they were made out of cashews and they were fantastic um, isn't
0: soy milk isn't um, tofu just soy cheese
2: sure well if tofu counts then tofu
0: yeah there you go
2: Tofu is just
1: soy cheese. there you go. Mm. Um, so for mine, I, I love not a real rotting blue cheese. I like a soft blue. That's it. I like your blue castello. I like a gorgonzola mm. you know? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a large cheese man,
0: uh, significantly but... smaller than you were.
2: Actually actually yeah. sorry, sorry to go back to me for a second. Mm-hmm. I have another one, and I you like this because you ate like a jar of it at my house. Um, there's this cashew cheese with garlic in it. It came in a jar. Um, and it was goddamn fantastic. Charlie found it for my birthday or something. My um, God,
1: I ate like half that goddamn jar.
2: Yeah, and it was great, wasn't it? <laughs> Tell the people. I,
1: I had stomach pains the next day. I don't know if it was because I ate all that garlic or something else. Like it was that, probably
2: the <laughs> eight liters of garlic you ate. But, but it was yeah.
1: it was the middle of playing that stupid Wii game we were playing. Where we were playing Mario Party, a new Mario Party on uh, whatever you did. Well, Switch, sorry. Yeah, and you ate um, all of it. And I was just, I didn't try it late the night. Then I was just jamming it down. I'm probably lucky I didn't eat it earlier because I might have ate the entire goddamn jar. Yeah, own. but I'd just Did like I you to it? endorse
2: endorse it. Because people can know. There's, there are options. There are options.
0: Yeah. Dale, you got a favorite cheese? Uh, I do. I do like a, I do like a, like a Parmigiano Reggiano. Um, and if isn't it's going to be... Isn't that a chicken dish? You're a chicken dish. <laughs> Are you allowed to have chicken dishes? Anyway, um, no, you're not. Uh, if it's a soft though, I do like yeah, a tri- like a triple a triple cream brie or like a a a baked camembert with like honey. It's just so good.
1: Yeah, there's a what's its I'm name? So hungry, yeah. There's a French goat's cheese I really like. And it comes in like a little round wooden container. I'm forgetting the name now. Ah, uh,
0: yeah. I think really I dumb know. to say
1: there's a happy goat in the front of it because it's goat cheese. But there he is. It's at some Woolies now. But a big fan of that as well. And has like a, it's like soft gooey on the outside, but there's a little hard disc right in the middle. Mm. Very good. But yeah. I'll,
0: I will have to take a trip to the famous Ainsley IGA when I go home to see my folks, which has a cheese manager.
1: There you go. And I do, yeah, I have in my time been prone to cutting a massive wedge of blue cheese and putting on top of a fresh steak. That's great. Oof. And anytime I make uh wings at home, it's always blue cheese sauce. Get out of here with your ranch bullshit. <laughs> Harvey G one key hallmark of Melbourne's consistent, sorry, consistent success. What a shit word to struggle on is that they simply don't make the sort of dumb match using errors. Other clubs tend to make. Why haven't other clubs thought to do the same thing? <laughs> um that is a good point it was the opening of the game was quite funny that that happened to the storm but god they they're almost just like watching there.
0: the ball bounce and being like wait what <laughs> Wait, that's illegal you're not allowed to do that come here
1: that's why they're so hard to beat though i think em mentioned it on the, on the preview podcast with her that she was saying they weren't going to make those mistakes on kick defense or against the Jack and Jill and stuff like other teams were making. And she was goddamn right. Someone in the storm just stayed in line and watched Penrith catch it or bat it back. I did did like that when they had that, they had
0: like a bomb into the middle of the field and Melbourne were just like, okay, cool. Now what? We'll just surround you. Exactly. Um,
1: Okay. Next question. Uh, Matt Coleman. Where does this Panther season rank as far as all-time bottle jobs go? Paramatta 01, New England 2008, Golden State 2016, question marks.
2: Okay, so I have some answers for this. So, obviously, in Rugby League, Parramatta 01 is the gold standard. But as Harry said when we did an hour-long podcast on that grand final, Newcastle also scored like thousands of points that year. So, they weren't like a team of bums. And they did have Andrew Johns in the team. So, they weren't beaten by, by you know, absolutely, you know, a basket case. So, in Rugby League, I actually think the biggest choke ever is the Dragons in 2009, who were minor premiers and then promptly went out in straight sets, losing to eighth and sixth by 13 plus in each game. I think that is the biggest choke in the NRL.
1: Yeah. Um, I um, You mentioned the other week, actually, and I agree with you on that season. Hmm. They're actually yep. at the pretty bad end of the year, that run. But yeah, going out those straight sets like that.
2: Shout out McIntyre system for allowing that nonsense. Yeah. Playing a play, first, playing second week of the finals in Brisbane against sixth place Brisbane, hilarious.
1: Well, in the fir- again in the first week of that finals, so in round twenty six they. I oh, so you the should Parramatta. add there
2: yeah, they beat Parramatta thirty nil the week before the finals yeah. as well. Thirty seven
1: nil, and it wasn't like Parramatta played a weak side like the in the in the nil they didn't rest players and come the next week 25-12.
2: Very funny, but I think the Patriots' perfect season it has to be. Number one in, in any sport, right? It Has to yeah,
1: be. yeah, has to be, and it's like this the the way it happened as well.
2: But also, Golden State blew a three one lead. So
1: they did, uh, yeah. But the goat did that too. But them. again,
2: like again, same with well, like Andrew Jones, LeBron James, amazing players. Um, Patriots didn't really have an excuse to lose to Eli Manning, but they did exactly.
1: Funny, uh, and they did it twice just to they prove it. Just,
2: just to, that was great.
1: And uh, young Matt Coleman's back with another question. He says, "Also, does Gus believe the Panthers are still in it?"
2: Yep,
0: Uh, they're they're on top. As far as I'm
2: concerned, they won the second half. Therefore, they
1: are they are champions.
0: -champions. That's how it works, right? It's like the unofficial world championship. You're only as good
2: as your last half, mate. I always say this.
1: Out of the dumbest things he said, the the one was him saying the first half was unfair, but the second half was fair, reflection of the game. That was the good one. Okay, so I said
0: to you guys while we were at Matt's place, it's like it's like people saying, "Oh, you know." At the end of the season, oh, the ladder wasn't a true reflection. It's like, it's the literal ladder. Mm. It's the, the it's the most reflective reflection.
1: It's just like, when you can just, when you had, it's just the thing is he had his way of that game was going to go. He saw it that way and the rest didn't matter.
0: And he would have like, especially because like they, they had that error straight away, like straight off the kickoff. He would have been like, all right, you know, we're on here. And then they were suddenly very not on. Uh, Patty
1: Lawrence, oh, this is a good question. How do you prove your halftime analysis? A completely one-sided, ignoring that the team on top is actually down twenty-two nil, or Freddie's blo- blooper reel?
2: Both fine choices.
0: Yeah, um, I think that the thing that the thing that frustrated me the the, the most out of this was there wasn't enough racism. Um, I feel like it could have done with some more like '90s racism.
1: I agree.
2: But what um, the hell also, was that blo- blooper reel? They didn't talk about the game at halftime in at the all. Grand final.
1: At all, and they put that reel in there, which I feel sorry for whoever had to put it together. It wasn't funny. Whoever's idea it was, that shouldn't be working on TV. The goddamn grand final, and it wasn't even like they didn't even talk at halftime. They didn't have anything set up for actually halftime entertainment. They put a dumb gag reel on.
0: Yeah, it was. It was like that. They didn't know the 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 halftime was coming up, and they were like, "All right, what have we got?" It's like a
1: gag reel they put on the end of like the Sunday footy show when the season ends.
0: Yeah. Or, or like when you get rain in the cricket, and they're like, yeah. "All right, we're going to put on the 1994 uh, Australia versus Zimbabwe game."
1: Hey, here's this gag we cut that wasn't funny, but it's raining, and we've already played three replay tests. Let's put this on.
0: It's <laughs> Richie's highlights. It's just yeah. Richie's gags, we're yelling at people.
1: Yeah, oh, it was bad. Uh, hey, Deadhead says several questions. One, why does it hurt so much?
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah.
0: What One mean day that hurt away? will go away.
2: Uh, it only goes away if you win one, Dale, actually. Otherwise, and it just
0: stays. Well, I haven't seen my team lose a grand final in Same. 20 years. That's so. great. Yeah, okay. but the
2: the pain of, what year was it? 1999. 99. yeah. The pain of 99 probably washed away a little bit in 2010. So
1: 2015 still hurts. Well, of course it does.
2: It'll hurt yeah. till you win one. So, you uh, know,
1: 2020. won no? one on the weekend, mate. And his uh. next question, is, so instead of several, it's two questions. He says, which is worse? A year of strangers making fun of your beloved team for getting just propelled in the 73rd minute of the 2019 prelim or yeah. being down 22-0 at halftime in a Supreme Samba with Gus blabbering on about how good your team is. That's much worse. Very much worse.
0: Yeah, no good.
1: I'd rather never play in a grand final again than lose one.
0: Yes. What about not getting a spoon?
1: A spoon didn't matter at all.
0: Yeah. It's... Give me
1: five of those to win the next grand final. If I, I'll try to, I'll give you 10 spoons for one grand final win. Hand them all in.
0: The Parramatta Eels have logged on.
1: <laughs> well, they didn't. Yeah, the win. <laughs> that's, that's a problem. And, True. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, that 22 in the,
1: like, come on. Having your grand final hopes dashed in like 25 minutes. And, and also for
0: any Panthers fans that went to that game and just sat in the pouring rain for three hours, man. Yeah. It would have sucked. It would have. Yeah, it's, not, um, not for did, us
1: though. We I did fine. see some. I can't remember who. I did see a Panthers fan tweet that he said the worst feeling he's almost ever had was sitting there with all the other hard hardcore Panthers fan at halftime and just like that scoreline, you just can't talk yourself into anything. Yeah, and it was pretty funny. Remember, Freddie asked Ivan on the way back out, "Do the boys still believe?" <laughs> well, like, yeah, oh yeah, of course. No, they don't believe. They might say they do, but they don't. And they showed they didn't believe when they when they when they came back out of the sheds. Okay, Christopher's question is, which left side attack was better? The 2010 Dragons, the 2018 Bunnies, or the 2019
0: Roosters?
1: Mm. Uh, I'm going, and this will feel like vividness bias, but I'm going the Roosters because that left side attack was goddamn something else in many different ways. So good at down, down short sides, good from distance, good on set plays, good in the air. Great left hand side, the Rabbitohs left hand side was great too, but most of it was set plays. Yeah, and, that, and, and also that,
2: they didn't win; the Roosters did.
1: They didn't, and that twenty ten Dragons did win, but again, most of that was the the Darius Boyd sweep play.
2: Man, yeah. wasn't that just the most dangerous play in sports for like a couple of years? There, it was
1: great. Yeah, but uh, it's got to be that Roosters side, right? Yeah, yeah, They're I great. think
2: so, for the reasons you said, and also the South didn't win. Dragons was a bit robotic, as good as it was. So mm. yeah.
1: And the last patron question, Liam says, have, having won three NRL Premierships in a row, are the women's Broncos the greatest rugby league team of all time?
2: Sure.
0: I mean, statistically.
1: I
2: mean, no team's have... ever won like 11 in a row or anything
1: like that.
0: So. Yeah, they, they also have, well, I mean, they've almost won 11. There's know. about as many
1: serious contenders in that competition. Honestly, as yeah, it's pretty in... much the same. <laughs> yeah. Also, Brisbane will win the next eight or nine or
2: 10. So, uh, yeah. That's fine.
1: yeah, maybe. No. I mean I think I think it's now I know they've looked into it, but I think next year's probably the time to add another two teams, huh? It's getting so a bit Corona, stale, isn't it? I know Corona obviously probably killed those plans this yeah, year. Yeah, of
2: course, but it's getting a bit stale. I've got to do something next year, freshen yep. it up.
1: It is. Uh over onto Twitter. Good friend David Hunter says On my NRL Irrational Mergers episode with the Matt Bungard, mm. he chose to create the Sydney Rapidos. Yep. Uh what 99 merger would Mitch and Dale? Have wanted to see. I Not will say, ahead, just, sorry. with a
2: caveat, there were the rules you had to merge with my team. No, no, you had to pick a merge. You couldn't just say we don't merge. So
1: I had no, to pick a team. So is my team merging with someone else? Yes.
2: It doesn't really yeah. work for the Broncos.
1: It does not. I would like to merge my face with a pen through my goddamn eye. Yeah, no, it doesn't work.
2: <laughs> does, doesn't work. does The question doesn't really work for Brisbane. Um, yeah. Let's just say you're a Bulldogs not a,
1: dra- fan. a dragon. He's a fan of a merge already over there, Dale. Yeah, I yeah. mean Bulldog,
2: our, our merge yeah, works relatively go, well. It does. It's weird also that Cronulla's like kind the, of in the middle though.
0: Well, but also Cronulla were born. A lot of their players originally came from the Dragons.
2: Mm. Okay. Um, um let's so just like let's the, just say you're un-merged. a Bulldogs
0: fan and you have to merge. If you're a Bulldogs fan? Yes, Mitch.
1: <sighs> Who would I merge with as a Bulldogs fan? Probably, like,
2: probably Balmain, right? And, uh, that's what I was yeah. thinking,
1: but it's, West is still around too at this point, right?
2: Yeah, but West and the Bulldogs, they, they're they quite far away on the map if you look.
1: Like, they are. I mean, West and Balmain are even further.
2: <laughs> they are, and that major didn't make any sense at the time. So, yeah. But yeah, whatever. I mean, I said I the think- Roosters for the geographical reasons and for the... Fan base reasons. Um, I think my second choice was the Bears, and my third choice was Balmain. So, yeah,
1: I mean yeah. the so the mergers they made mostly made geographically, yeah. Sense, like obviously Norths mainly the... made
2: sense apart from the fact they hated right. each other. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah,
1: was it the Balmain? Was it no Penrith or Parramatta Eels merger
0: that had merch made? Penrith that wasn't. Yeah, Penrith yeah. were going to merge with Parramatta,
2: and there was. I mean, there were actual talks done with South to merge with both Cronulla and the Roosters at various points.
0: So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so we I just mean, kicked you out. West, yeah, we came back, West though. West merged so, with Newtown in 83, 84. So.
2: And now yeah. we're one of the best-run teams in the league. So, hmm.
0: and I just, Yeah, I think, I mean, if you're going to merge
1: West with any of the Sydney teams, the Bulldogs are probably the closest.
2: Yeah, probably.
1: Uh, it's still not the correct one, I guess. But yeah. probably, I actually yeah, like cool. Penrith being its own thing out there. Yeah, I said yes. that. I
2: think I, I would have merged West with Parramatta and the Bulldogs with Balmain, but whatever.
1: Yeah. Oh, you get like this middle greater Western Sydney thing with Paramount yeah. and, and uh, West, huh? You get like the whole strip. Mm. that's
0: Controversial doing, take, get oh, rid oh. of Balmain.
2: Well, yeah, merge them with the Bulldogs. There you go. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay. Hey, they were both the Sydney somethings at one. Merge them with true. the Bears and kill them both.
1: Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Done. You get to get rid of... That's, I like that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, back to Twitter. Butsy, Triple Eight. Bigger Fugazi. Bill Belichick or Viliami Kikau?
0: Who's having a who's had a worse week? I don't know. What's a fugazi mean? Uh, that was a town in Libya. Um, yeah, wait. Um, no, no, it it, me, fugazi is a
2: slang word which refers to something that is fake or damaged beyond repair.
1: But I know, like, uh, well,
2: I'm not gonna have Bill Belichick slander on here, so it's yeah, I don't
1: know. I'm trying to figure out what it meant. How he said it, considering it was out versus Belichick. I'm not, not having that, not having Belichick
2: slander on the podcast.
1: <laughs> and here we go. How, given Luke Brooks had never lost a grand final, how can people possibly argue that Cleary is a better of the two?
2: It's a fair point. Yep, I mean he's that never is never He's never,
1: he's undefeated in the finals. Let's say so he never had to never play. Exactly. One, so. uh, and he said, "Is it possible for Robbie Lee to give us a better gift than Mitch Moses to the Knights?" No, I, I actually mm, think well, he'll do well there. To be honest. Uh, so. Our good friend Harvey G might have willed into existence Jake Clifford tonight, the night, so which is interesting. He's been Ooh. putting it out there, putting the energy out there, and uh looks like that might happen, which would be a good signing for them. I think anyway. Mm. Uh, anything to get away from the Cowboys
0: too.
1: Yeah, I mean that just I think the Cowboys have got the right coach for next year. And I think if I was if I was managing the Cowboys roster, Michael Morgan would be the one I'd be dumping. I know it's controversial to say that, but get the big contract off your books. He's he's pretty crocked anyway. But, uh, uh, yeah,
0: hitting the wall so hard.
1: They uh, have, sometimes it's a good problem to have as many options as, that, as they do. It's a bad problem for them when no one's putting their goddamn stamp on it. So just get one of them out of there and just make the other two of you guys. But yeah, I think Clifford rumored is the Knights maybe somewhere else, but that'd be a good signing. Uh, Nick Campton, Camber37, says, is Bungard still wearing the propeller hat?
2: Uh, it's been on and off indiscriminately.
0: Has um, it been thrown though?
2: No, only the only the old man Peaky Blinders cap was thrown.
0: But it was a good good cap. No, we we
2: went to we we went to the pub for a couple in between the NRL W and the and the men's game, um, and bought some funny hats at a party store on the walk. It was, it was a good afternoon.
1: Yeah, now I did like I know Camper went away from the hat, but it was it was working well for him. Peaky Blinders yep. hat for
0: player ratings in a pipe. Well, I mean that the hat kind of went away from him at a yes. great rate of knots
2: yeah but yeah no hats propeller hat fun for the whole family
1: for the whole family yeah <laughs> sure.
2: i tried to put it on my dog actually he hates hats he didn't want to borrow it so it didn't work
1: yeah also they haven't really got the dome for it do they the old, well the old that's dogs. a fair
2: point uh
1: next question david hunter again how good are the cardinals maybe i'll get one side into the big waltz
2: they're they're good but let's let's slow down a bit
1: yeah russ had a bit of a, a bit of a choke game against him. mvp chances Crazy game. game,
2: but um yeah well, th- they make the playoffs but i'd be more worried about that they're, they're, they're to me a prime contender for like they're the fifth seed and, and they lose to the six and ten eagles in the first week of the playoffs
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think so too um but uh, that that chase from my boy D K Metcalf, one of the incredible great sporting moments. I don't
2: care, like they I know they have the Olympics where they have like gold medals and stuff for running, but he's the fastest man alive. They have gold medals and stuff. They t- yeah. I, I don't know what I don't know. I assume that's what it's for, Dale. They give it to the fastest man, but US, he's the
0: fastest. U S. Track and Field invited but him to. The
2: turns out they've
1: given him the next one. There you go. Yeah, he
2: they cancel it at Tokyo because he's the fastest man alive. Old oh, Donkey Kong Metcalf, what a player. No.
1: Well, its it didn't it? So uh, our good friend Josh Why noted NFL nerd. He is a nerd, king king of the NFL nerds. Uh, often wrong about players, <laughs> like DK Metcalf. Hey, he was fair, DK had, a, hey had
2: a Lamar MVP eighty one dollar bet. Like was, it was so.
1: in but usually as in the nerds don't like guys like DK. But he came with a with a great stat about he what he ran that that uh, ninety four yards at the speed of running a hundred meters in 10.8 seconds with pads and helmets on, he is the fastest man alive.
2: I've watched it so many times. Like it's he, so impressive. He had to like if, if, if people who are listening speed. to this. Don't watch the NFL. Um, like just search DK Metcalf
1: and you'll, you'll find it somewhere. We'll put the tweet, we'll put the tweet. No, in. we don't need to do that. They'll no, find it. No, there's it, a million it, of them.
2: It's he's just so fast. It's incredible. Yeah.
1: Like doing that chase directly from behind at that size, just sensational. Anyway, uh, next next question comes from Scotty H. AU Says, how different is the modern centre compared to the centres that played in the 80s and 90s? Not just the style of play, but their jobs as part of the team.
2: Well, uh, centres now don't also work at like a building site during the week. So there's that.
1: Yeah, honestly, look, you're asking, the like, I'm not going to act like I know enough I have about no idea. how they played in the 80s. I know, obviously, like, I didn't watch enough of the game. I watched history and, and listened to enough of it. A lot of 5'8''s played centre then, yeah. and I don't know if that means they've made the 5'8''s more closer to centre. I think it does. But I, I kind of feel like centre has changed almost the least out of the positions in the last 20 years thirty years. I might be wrong, but you're still that guy who's supposed to, like, defend quite well. You're still supposed to be out there and beat your men one-on-one if you get there, put your winger in a space if you can. You know, he's kind of similar as you were, but you have to do more yardage like everyone else has to do as well. But, like, wingers have become more athletic. Wingers have had to finish better. They've had to do more yardage work. That's changed a lot. Second row is a lot more line running. They're definitely stuck to their edges than what they were. Like, that's what they are, more line running. And centers feel like it hasn't changed as much. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not really fully equipped to answer that.
0: I'm, I'm again, I'm obviously not, I'm, we're all of the same vintage here. Um But yeah, like the, the centers that I think of when I think back to like the late eighties and early nineties are those kind of, you know, like Steve ran off Daly, mm. like those same, those guys that you're talking about, like speed, you know, quick blokes, but like Daly obviously became a six, started out as a four famously started out as a four and, and other players of that ilk. They, they mm. were link men, like that's why they're called three quarters, is because they're between the half and the and the winger.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, like as you were saying, they've got to be able to link up with their winger and and play a little bit, and and that's fairly similar to what they are now.
1: That's it, mate. And I think guys like that, like a Steve Renoff, I can see playing more in the modern game on the wing, mm. sorry, in the center, than I can see like a Rob Wishart playing on the wing now. Or like- yeah. I don't know who... I'm trying to think of an average back rower who just made a billion zillion tackles, but there's probably many of those. That yeah. I think like some of those centers would translate better than modern football than other positions would. Yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, Nathan Thorson, does anyone have any spare quarterbacks lying around asking for Jerry Jones?
2: No. you you got a storm premiership. That's all you get.
1: <laughs> and yeah, I thought Andy Dalton would be a good backup, but I'm... So did uh, I.
2: We were wrong about that. Oh, well. Mike McCarthy... Us.
1: Any backup quarterback, it's over.
2: But I love that they think they're going to get Trevor Lawrence as though the Jets are going to win two games this year somehow. No yeah, things. and
1: it's like the and Dalton will probably get better as they get a little healthier. They're not gonna,
2: they're not gonna, they're not gonna get the number one draft pick. They're not.
1: Uh, Ant farmer says rumors of Mitch Pierce going back to East got me thinking of the worst signings by your club. What are yours?
2: <laughs> <laughs> how long have you got? Yeah. Uh,
0: um, so this many... week, this week on one episode of NRL Boom Rookies.
2: Oh my god, it's just me talking about every player South signed for like, it's last It's just you
0: listing all of the players that played for Souths between oh two thousand uh, and five and two thousand and seven.
2: Chris Walker was pretty bad. Glenn Stewart bad. James Roberts hasn't worked out. Um, like basically every, every uh, this is I'm not gonna bore you with naming like every player they signed before two thousand and ten because they all were bad apart from Ashley Harrison and maybe Shane Walker. It's about it. Um. The worst is probably Chris Walker, though. We did—I mean, I, I did a story time on him earlier in the year. People remember. Um, not going to get into it again, but a lot of money, a lot of hype, and it was awful. Oh, also, Terry Hill signed him, didn't play a game. That was good. Uh, retired so good. and then retired and then played for Manly the following year. Fantastic. Uh, Adam McDougal also didn't work. Just every time South signed like a star outside back in the in the two thousands, it ended
1: disastrously. Uh, Brisbane. So obviously, Brody Croft is my most you know, memorable, most recent one by a distance. But if you go back further, Marty Kennedy was a goddamn terrible signing. Paid him to be a premier front rower at the time and barely played any games for us. He had that one good
2: game for the Roosters though.
1: He did, and then he yeah we know what he's doing now. But he only played sixteen games for the Broncos. But I could pull the minutes up, but I haven't got them in front of me, and there wasn't many of them. Uh, and they paid him like a rep front rower at that point. Uh, ben Barber, unfortunately, I was ask at the same you time. If ben Barber, he he's up there. Um, I obviously think he could have regained what he regained at the Sharks if he stayed at Brisbane, but that's a disaster for the quality of player he was to m- make his like force his way to Brisbane and be gone within a year. Not great. Uh early Howlers we've got uh, Joel Clinton because of the way he was supposed to replace Petro, not great. Uh, that same off season, Ashton Sims and he did the thing in the prelim final. So fuck him. Yep. If it wasn't uh, that bad no player.
2: no love for Jack Bird?
1: no uh, i don't think like i still don't think he's as bad as these ones but you're right he probably should be up there i didn't want him in the first place either but i'm thinking other ones oh aaron gorrell to if we signed aaron yes. Goral to be our starting hooker in 2009 and by like what round was it i don't know a few rounds later anyway the, andrew mccullough was already like a hooker thrown in like 18 or 19. uh other bad ones there's a uh, tony Who was a good player, but played three games. I believed in Motu Tony. So did I. But he played like three games and then he was off.
2: Oh, I've got a bad one for the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, Greg Inglis.
1: Didn't actually sign anything. Didn't
0: work Uh, out. (laughs) True. Had a gentleman's agreement.
1: He did. Uh, Oh, God. Another one. Scott Prince, last year of his career. It was cooked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In in the same vein, Paul Green in 2004. uh, He played five games. He sucked. And then my first early ever one I hated, like the first Bronco player I remember hating my whole, my whole life, Stuart Kelly. Harsh. Yeah. Came, came from Parramatta, played, yep. us for, played for us for five years or four years, played 82 games in that back line and only scored 21 tries on that wing. It's not very good. <laughs>
0: uh, there are a few. Uh, the one that immediately comes to mind is Adam Quinlan.
1: Yeah. When uh, he came
0: back, uh, yeah. When he came back, he only played for he only other, only played four games in two seasons. Oh my God. Uh, he scored <laughs> one try and he sucked. Uh, <laughs> That's the key part and he sucked. <laughs> he was goddamn awful. He was, he was actually dating a, a girl who I went to uni with at the time. This was just before I graduated and she was head over heels in love with him. And then he just like yeeted out of the country and was like, bye. Uh, there are a few. There are a few awful ones in there. Um, I was just looking through them, but like for Fi Fi Law was pretty bad. Um, you guys did, have
1: a real penchant for like second opportunity shit signings. Yeah, signing, he's,
0: he he fought. Uh, he did fight. Who did he fight? Hang
2: on. How how have we not put some respect on Kurt Man's name?
0: No, I was oh. going to say Kurt Man. Also, Josh <laughs> McCrone. Jeez. Uh, oh God. Ryan Tandy. Um, there's a few uh, P- Peter Matardia He signed
2: Heath Lestrange to play like a whole
1: season for Yeah, everyone. Heath that Lestrange
0: um, Cameron King uh, There's some stinkers in here there's Dan, some Dan Nielsen
1: was bad Oh God Yeah, that's uh, that's up there actually because he was
2: yeah. rep Dan Nielsen oh. could favor both of our teams Dale. Actually, I think we got him on the cheap, but still Yeah,
0: yeah. there's there's a few not great ones in there Carl um, Stanley but like he was that was kind of before he was crocked So like I guess feel bad was, for him yeah I feel, carl stanley, I
1: feel uh, he was supposed he
0: was the man for a little um while there. but if of all of them at the moment the answer is Corey norman
1: yeah hey, he's I on like so it. much
0: money he's on yeah. so much money
1: where did um, carl stanley he, come
0: from before uh it was he debuted at the dragons yeah, oh, did he come back at some point? <laughs> yeah. I forgot.
2: Damien Cook played for I uh, played for the Dragons. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Um. He was the the thing with the thing with Norman is I remember a while ago we used to have like the Ed, the Edwin scale where it was like how long you would wait for a meal versus how good. One it was of my best of ever
2: ideas. Yeah, yeah.
0: great idea. Thank like you. C- C- Corey Norman is like a really bad Edwin score. Like he's on a lot <laughs> of money and he's not very good.
2: I feel like you gave Gerard Beale a lot of money too.
0: Uh yeah, there's there's a few. Stop signing
1: players that came from Brisbane, the Dragons. The Stop doing it. Doesn't work um, out for you.
0: There's there's only signing coaches
1: from there. Brisbane. <laughs> not a
2: great idea. Actually not um, Anthony
1: Griffith either
2: you saw, yeah, Bronson Harrison, another one? Not great. Oh Greg um, Eden
1: for us as well. Whoa. Oh good one. Okay.
2: South ones aren't as good because they're like just they were just all bad. Like they weren't players anyone else would really have even heard of. I think Coron is the winner for the Dragons though. Yeah. They pay him a lot. Uh
1: okay. Renegade Dugong said, are the Panthers still on top? Yes. I believe they are. Yes, they are. Yeah, I'd be getting ahead by now if the game was still going. Actually.
0: I mean, it, in fairness, that first half could have been going now and they still wouldn't have scored.
1: Okay. Uh, next question. David Hunter again. With the 2020 Grand Final being a copy of 2001 with different teams. There you go. What other t- game would you like to see a copy of with what two different teams? One of the Grand Final? Um... 2003
2: or four because they were both great. And, and what 15. are the teams? Uh, oh, oh, well, um, geez, that's a tough one. Um, oh, I have a good one, but okay, you well, go. Okay, you go. No, you go. I'm these are thinking. all
1: silly, right? You want South to beat someone.
2: Well, yeah, but I'm assuming I'm not allowed to pick South. All
1: right. He is mine. Broncos
2: 40 0. <laughs> okay. Yeah, care. mine's, mine's two thousand and eight. South Sydney forty defeat Roosters Zero.
0: Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Jesus. Uh two thousand and fifteen. No. But the two thousand and one teams. Because that game was like
2: that would make the choke even funnier.
0: Yeah. A it would make Good. the choke even funnier. But Good also it would be like it, it that game was so tense. Like mm. the last like the last play, those last few minutes. That but that two thousand and one game, it just felt like dead after about twenty five minutes. Hmm. And those two teams love to score, not necessarily the same scoreline, but the same narrative. They would score forty five to forty
1: four. <laughs> Sorry, think, Mitch. So yeah, the uh, Broncos doing forty eleven. Anybody? That's really lame, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs>
0: uh, can we? Can I replay the nineteen seventy five grand final? Hmm. But is, is that the one that was a draw? No, it was the thirty eight 0 Oh,
1: oh no, that well, was 70, 79,
0: 79. Sorry. Can I get
1: a four-foot grand final? That was 1909.
0: There yeah, we go. Uh, I'll get that, but um, with the score. I'm not seeing the, an issue. South
2: turned up and they won. I don't, I don't really, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, um, next question. Sure. Marshall 23 says, given their rival fits, pension for mullets and a peroxide, story dressing room speaker, and commitment to mob- mobbing like one for every time their opponents make an error, are the Pen- Penrith the most hype beast team to make a grand final? Yeah.
0: Nathan Cleary is the most hype beast player in the NRL, yeah, and yet somehow is the, one of the worst. <laughs> uh,
2: how the hell did I leave out South signing Shannon Haggerty? By the way,
0: oh, that, was, uh, that, is, the, that is the answer.
1: <laughs> god, I just googled hype beast and then clicked images, and oh my god, that is Nathan Cleary fit yeah. to a T. That's it all he him. dresses in. It's, like. it's yeah. You've nailed that's this, Marshall. Great
2: shout. great yep. shout.
1: hundred percent. Yeah, you three hundred percent. They are that. that that's them. <laughs> they have to be their sponsor next season.
0: Uh, anyway, what did we what did we say the other week? It's like walking into his walking into his Panthers training base, like he's going into the Staples Center. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's
2: lame as with like yeah. someone else just standing on the footpath taking a photo of him. <laughs> yeah, good um, on him. Regularly,
1: regularly wrong. Asked the same question about Panthers being on top. Anyway, just whatever. Next question. I, I like
2: that though because this recurring joke is not about my team. So that's, long may it live.
1: Uh, Nobs Eleven says, "Where does Branco Lee rank in Bellamy's water and wine projects over the years?" <laughs>
2: uh, somewhere between Chase Blair and Chandonel. I don't know. Yeah, uh,
1: he's he's right up there. I th- there's a really good article from Pete Biddell, who I I you know I don't really like praising Pete Bedell, but he had an article out with Brenko this uh, last week about. It's very his... big of you. Yeah, it is. And is. I'm often a very you know very big man <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh yeah, I so, so magnanimous all the time. Oh, all the yeah. time. I always am. <laughs> Always give credit to journalists. Anyway, the article article is about his journey over the last year or two to get to the the storm. And there's a a story in there about him going to the Melbourne Rebels, hating it on trial and pretty much crying every day after training because he didn't get the goddamn sport. was, you know, giving away penalties and turnovers all the time in the ruck, didn't know what he was doing in training, to blowing out to 111 kilos and living with his nan, all that kind of stuff, to then East. So when he signed for East Tigers – I really thought that was the storm driving it, but no, it was East Tigers head coach who drove it. and ended up, ended up at the storm, but yeah, he's he's up there in terms of the revolutions because even though he let Stephen Crichton go through him in that try, you can see it at the end. Brenko's always had the attacking flair and potential. He's always been able to you know throw the ball around offload and do some crazy things with the ball in hand. But he had a really good season doing nearly none of that. You know, he, he defended quite well, did his job he was quite solid in their shapes there. Like, yeah, I think he's right up there and if he's getting probably going to play origin, that's more to do with lack of options than him being an origin quality player. But yeah, it's one of Craig's probably better turnarounds, but definitely shorter time turnarounds. It was like instant. Uh, next question. Congrats to the Broncos for winning another NRLW premiership. If the men's team played in a four team comp, would they make the top four? (laughs)
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I think they'd probably sneak into fourth.
1: Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. Skill square score. i hello. On the grand final, I thought Lebanon, <laughs> 13 worthy winners, particularly dominant display by the big number X. <laughs> but I couldn't help thinking they were promising signs from the young LVIV Tigers outfit. Thoughts. So what, what country was this damn grand final that watched? So we in?
0: watched, we watched the, uh, Ukraine rugby league grand final, yeah. which was between, uh, the Kharkiv Legion and, uh, Lviv Tigers, I think. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and highlights included, uh, one team, the Legion having Roman numerals on their numbers for numbers on their back, which was pretty sick. uh, a, a, a literal all in brawl that featured a a man holding another man by his headgear and punching him in the face, uh, and some actually pretty decent tries. Oh, and it had uh one more one more um, camera than like, you know, your average like country rugby league grand, like your uh, yeah country love, rugby league coverage. Like I had a side on and an end on. It was, you know. It wasn't fantastic quality, but it was very good when I was six drinks in at you know ten yeah. o'clock at night.
1: It was certainly the first time in a while I thought I could play first grade again. Yeah, I was going to say
0: <laughs> there were there were blokes in track pants and there were blokes wearing like full length tights because it's obviously freezing cold over there. And <laughs> it was so bad quality. It was uh, it wasn't fantastic, but you know, good for them. They they were basically rugby league's Pavel Florin, for those of you who watched that European cricket league. Okay. Uh,
1: next question: RCB Sharks. How does one measure fairness? Is it like the VB Harder index?
0: Um, what about the Telstra Tracker for fair?
2: <laughs> um, no. The highlight is um that. God,
1: I got to find it now. The um, intensity, whatever the hell that thing was.
0: Yeah, the intensity, the, and it was like meters 10% per minute more, covered. The ten percent more intense than any other. Yeah, it was twelve percent more intense than the first ten minutes. It was just, of any it was game just words.
2: <laughs> They didn't make any sense.
1: Oh, What about Origin being the rivalry without rivalry? Oh, that was good. That
2: ad popped Rivoli? up like five times. They spelled rivalry wrong. It said yep. rivally, Especially rival
1: good. as well. So they added an extra Y. Uh, they named it up and it's the Italian Sorry, coast. I found it.
2: Opening 10 minutes of this game is That's 12% it. more intense than any other game this year. Okay. Doesn't
1: sound very fair. Doesn't. <laughs> okay. Um.
2: Also, Nathan Cleary was the second most intense behind Cameron Munster, ahead of Dale Finucane.
1: And it was, yeah. I know that is it's just a sponsorship thing to hold the sponsor's name up on the screen, but it's like, so there's minutes and minute ones when it's like 0. 0.1 of a meter difference between between players. Like, oh, that's a cracking stat, isn't it?
2: Um, it reminds me of In It's Always Sunny when D gets Charlie to take the test and he's like, oh, units of what? <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> units of stress. <laughs> what does this mean? Uh, oh, it's great.
1: Uh and he says it was clear he's passed the worst grand final play in one or two decades gotta be up there
0: it wasn't fantastic
1: um gotta be up there
0: oh it's pro- so, no
2: it's pro- it's probably the worst since um Hegarty stood there and clapped while Hasma Masri scored what proved to be the winning try in two thousand and four
1: yeah, that's yeah that wasn't great
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he says, "Was that loss as bad as O one Eels or eighteen and one Patriots?" We, as we cover no, bar, it's but
2: not. this is the thing. You, I don't think you can really call it a choke when they were literally the outsiders.
1: Yeah, it's not. That's fair. it. They didn't go in as a dollar ten or anything. They went in as outsiders. And last question, Lee Whitnall says, Has a professional te- sports team ever collected more Asterix titles than the Storm? And should an Asterix be incorporated into their club crest? They do oh, have I two Asterix titles, should, but this I is not one of them.
0: They should have just Asterix, the the cartoon character. I like it. Mm, with the lightning bolt.
2: Nah, this one isn't even, this one is, if anything, more impressive. They haven't been mm-hmm. home in like five months, man. Like you got to give them credit. Good on yeah.
1: them. And I don't feel like, you know, I don't follow the AFL, but. The, I think some of their fans call it a shit season because they changed the rules. They
0: did. Oh yeah, they, they
1: played like twelve minute quarters or some bullshit. Yeah, and, like and also they,
0: they had they, this was the first year they had the six 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 rule. So like you had to start mean? with six
2: six six. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: you had to start with six at at every bounce. I think you had to start with six people in each section of the ground.
2: I'm just yes. going to put this out here. I don't like that he knows that.
0: I like that it's called 666, six, six, though. Yeah. Like that. No, man, they also the KKK Sharon.
2: rule, which is,
1: uh...
0: I mean, it is the AFL. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's
1: saying. Yeah, it's something about. Something. Yeah.
2: Why do you know that? Have you been watching the Sharon?
0: I'm a man of the world. No, have I been watching the Sharon? You take that back. You got
2: amnesty right now. If you're watching the Sharon, we won't get mad. But if we find out that you were sneaking Sharon's in.
0: This is it. It's over. Somebody gets fisted.
1: Um. Yeah, I did not
0: watch a second of the Sharon Fisting. on. No, episode. neither did I. I some somebody mum. I think mum messaged me. or mum called me and was like, "So are you going to watch the game tonight?" I was like, "I would literally rather put forks in my eyes." But thank yeah. you for the kind in offer. Uh, I did of-
2: what I I did what I always do. I chucked I, I I bet on some guys with funny names to win the Clive Churchill Medal. It didn't work this year. Cool. Shuey didn't win. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Shuey. If, he if didn't I was play, going to watch
1: Fisting in twelve minute quarters,
0: there's probably more the I'd rather watch than this one. Ran it in, ran it in. Off in at quarters. What are we doing for the rest of the time?
2: It's degenerated very quickly. And that is the end of the show. Thank you for listening. (laughs) We'll be back next week. Say goodbye, Dale. Goodbye, me. Say goodbye, Mitchell.
1: (laughs) Goodbye, Mitchell. And
2: it's goodbye from me.